0: You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Roland. Titans fans, this Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On. On sent you. But we started out the week, and and I warned you guys, I I prefaced everything saying that this week would be nuts, and it has delivered tenfold. Not only has it been insane for general NFL news, but it has been insane. Even crazier for the Tennessee Titans. Isaiah Wilson got traded. The Titans didn't tag anybody. The Titans cut Malcolm Butler. The Titans cut Kenny Vaccaro. The Titans got a compensatory draft pick. I mean, things have been nuts. The salary cap got set. And now we have an idea of how much cap room the Titans have. It has just been a whirlwind. And every time I go to hit record to start a show, I live and record in fear that there will be more drastic, Tennessee Titans news that breaks either during the show or directly after I'm done so I plunge into the waters with you right now again with the same fear in my head but we have so much news to get into that if we didn't start now we would never be able to finish and on today's show we are diving into all of the biggest stories from the last 24 hours number one another cut but an expected one Kenny Vaccaro was cut I'll tell you everything you need to know about that move why it happened and what should happen going forward and we will use that to launch into the next part of the conversation and that is where the NFL set the salary cap on Wednesday we finally got the official salary cap figure and it came in a little bit lower than even I expected so we'll talk about what that salary cap figure is set at and how much cap room that leaves the Titans with right now after the moves that they have made and then we will dive into the second part of our show where we discuss the compensatory draft picks earlier in the month or last month in February I gave you guys an idea of the formula for compensatory draft picks I will hammer that home by giving you the compensatory draft pick the Titans were awarded on Wednesday so I'll explain the formula again for you and tell you what the Titans got out of that formula and then finally to end off today's show I did want to have just a little bit of theory time here and you guys can kind of come into my safe space and I want to give you one Tennessee Titan that I think could potentially be cut, why it would be such a huge surprise, why I'm still on the fence about the idea in general, but I think it's a discussion that we need to have within the larger context of the Titans' salary cap circumstances right now. So, some massive Tennessee Titans news to discuss and go over. Remember, I'm going to be giving you guys Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content, not only throughout the regular season and the postseason, but All year long, there's not another Tennessee Titans content creator giving you that much stuff to chew on. So make sure that you never miss any of the Monday through Friday shows that I put out here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Please subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Follow me on Twitter at Titans and follow the new Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. But we have so much to get into and I'm ready to do it on a Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! Earlier in the offseason, we talked about potential cap casualties for the Titans, and I projected three cuts that would absolutely take place. Number one, wide receiver Adam Humphreys, and of course, the Titans did make that move earlier in the offseason, saving about $4 million on the cap. Then, I said cornerback Malcolm Butler would most likely be cut, and it would save the Titans $10 million on the cap, and that took place on Tuesday, and then Wednesday, the third cut that I projected was... Was to safety Kenny Vaccaro and that took place on Wednesday afternoon that's going to save the Titans about four million dollars well, about three and a half million dollars on the cap so all in all those three cuts together save the Titans about 17 million dollars and that's very important because the salary cap was officially set by the NFL on Wednesday and it will be 182 and 5 dollars now that is much lower than last year's year salary cap, which was about 195 to 197, 195 to $197 million, so a big step down, and as I talked about to begin this week, I said it would be a bloodbath. There would be a massacre in the NFL of veterans being cut to save teams money because of the, the implications from COVID-19, and the Titans are no different, so we saw some major cuts there. Now, let's talk about that $17 million, so the cap was set at $182 million. By the NFL. The Titans got eight million dollars of salary cap rollover from 2020, which is basically where Jadavian Clowney didn't play games that he was supposed to be paid for, but he didn't play those games. So the Titans didn't spend that salary. Taylor LeWan as well got game checks that he didn't receive due to not playing. And it's not that the player doesn't get the money, but the team was using salary on players that weren't available, and the NFL allows you to roll that over. So the Titans got an additional eight million there. So you take the 182 salary cap the NFL set for all teams. You add in the $8 million of rollover for the Tennessee Titans, and that leaves the Titans with a salary cap number of 190 going into the season. They saved $17 million from the three cuts that I mentioned. So 190 down to 173, and then you have to, you kind of got to add in that the Titans had an additional $2 million tacked on from the trade with Isaiah Wilson. Remember, the Titans took the dead-hit money this year so that they wouldn't have any money on the books for Isaiah Wilson in the next two years. So that takes away $2 million of that cap that they saved. And that essentially leaves the Titans with about $175 million on the books right now with about $190 million cap. So they're at about $15 to $16 million of cap space at this moment in time. So it, it, it kind of helps you understand why the Titans had to make those moves. And to give you even further context here, Amani Hooker is ready to step in behind Kenny Vaccaro. Kenny Vaccaro's play had slipped. His athleticism had slipped. He was basically not able to help the Titans in coverage. He was being used as more of a linebacker in passing situations, covering the middle of the field. So the, the reality is his pay price of about $6.9 million 7 million in 2021 just didn't match up with the level of play that he was get giving the Titans, and especially considering the depressed cap situation here because of the impact from COVID-19. It, it just made all the sense in the world. It's a similar situation with Malcolm Butler as I described. Although Malcolm Butler had a fantastic season for the Titans, he still didn't command a $14 million salary. Adam Humphreys was alright when he played for the Titans, but he couldn't, you can't justify paying a player like Adam Humphrey's nine million dollars. So you can't pay Malcolm Butler fourteen million. You can't pay Adam Humphrey's nine million, and you can't pay Kenny Vaccaro seven million. Let alone the fact that the cap situation is what it is, and how much that it has dropped from previous years. And just to let you know, the cap has been increasing by about seven million dollars every year, like clockwork, for about five years. So for the cap, all of a sudden, not to, not only not to go up seven million, but to go down about fifteen million. We knew that tough decisions had to be made. Now, the safety position going forward, like I mentioned, Amani Hooker is ready to step in and fill that role for the Titans. I thought Hooker was a better player than Vaccaro last year anyways, so Hooker will step in with Kevin Byard to fill that safety hole. Dane Cruikshank was injured a lot and didn't finish the season in 2020. But had some decent moments in 2019, late in the season, when he got rotated in on defense. And the only snap that he played, he got an interception on in 2020. I think that the Titans need to address the safety position with a super cheap veteran or a late round draft pick just to keep that talent, you know, coming in because I don't know if I necessarily count on Dane Crookshank to be that third safety. Remember, Amani Hooker got a lot of run as the third safety out on the field for the Titans when they put Kenny Vaccaro down in that linebacker role. So I'm certain that the Titans will like to have three safeties that are playable. Can they count on Crookshank there? I'm not 100% certain. I'm a little hesitant to count on him there, but I think the Titans could use a late round safety or potentially a really cheap veteran safety and and add them in as potentially that third safety, but I'm not that worried about the safety group at this moment in time. Like I said, Malcolm Butler and Kenny Vaccaro were solid players, but for the money they were making, I think the Titans can pay somebody half of what they were paying those players and get 75 to 80% of the production and then take those savings and put it towards the pass. Rush, which obviously I've been harping on for quite some time. But again, these cuts were expected to me. It's not a reason to panic. It's not a reason to be worried. I think this is a part of the plan. And honestly, I agree with the moves that were made. So the salary cap is set. The Titans have about $16 million in cap right now after the cuts of Kenny Vaccaro and Malcolm Butler. So we will see what they do next as free agency steadily approaches. And speaking of what the Titans can do to to help out the roster, next we are going to talk about compensatory draft picks. The NFL officially released those on Wednesday. I'll tell you which pick the Titans were rewarded, why they were rewarded with that, and have a larger conversation about compensatory draft picks in general. Before we do get into that, though, I want to tell you guys about the title sponsor for today's show, RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving customers online for over 20 years. Make sure you go to RockAuto.com right now, and you can shop for all of your auto and body parts needs from hundreds of different manufacturers. They have engine control modules brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now. Check out the reliably low prices. And the best part about the prices, they're the same for everybody, professionals, and do-it-yourselfers. Like I said, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And write LOCKED ON in the How Did You Hear About Us box right underneath your shipping information. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Again, as I said to start our show, the hits just kept on coming and have kept coming all week long. We got more news. The NFL set the salary cap. We got these cuts from the Titans. And then the NFL finally sent out the compensatory picks and which teams were rewarded with picks. So I, I discussed this on a previous edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. But in case you missed that conversation for whatever reason, I will explain again. So basically what happens is the NFL gives teams extra draft picks and if they lose players in free agency. Now it's not that simple, but that's the basis of what's going on. So every year there's basically an equation. There's a formula that takes place to decide how many picks a team gets and which picks they will get. So compensatory draft picks only go between the third and seventh round. You're never going to get a compensatory draft pick higher than the third round. And compensatory draft picks never come before the regular draft pick. So the Titans have pick 22 in each round well you're never going to have a compensatory draft pick be ahead of the Titans pick in that round the picks always go to the end of the round so let's dive in to which pick the Titans got and that'll allow me better to explain how they got it So, the Titans were rewarded the 100th pick in the NFL draft, a third round pick as a compensatory pick. So, like I said, the pick, a compensatory pick, is never going to come before real picks in that round. So, the Titans' compensatory pick is a third rounder. You'll never have the Titans using a compensatory pick before their 22nd pick or before the Buccaneers use the last pick of the third round. All compensatory picks come after that. So, the last Last pick of the third round, regular pick, is the 96th pick, and that'll be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, the first compensatory pick is the 97th pick, and that's actually the Patriots' Because they lost Tom Brady, so that's funny how that works, but the Titans got a third round pick, which will be the 100th pick in the draft, and essentially that's because Jack Conklin signed a major high-level contract with the Cleveland Browns last offseason. So here's how the Titans' formula went totally. Start Jack Conklin, big-time free agent deal, one of the biggest money deals on the market. That's going to be one of the highest picks you can get, a third-round pick. Then, the Titans lost Marcus Mariota. He signed a a mid-level deal, $7 million, with incentives to the Raiders. So, the NFL looked at that as about a fifth-round pick. Then, the Titans, though, the Titans signed Vic Beasley to about a $9 million deal. The NFL equated Marcus Mariota's deal and Vic Beasley's deal and said that they were essentially equal. So, those two cancel out. So Jack Conklin is a third, Mariota is a fifth, Beasley is a fifth, the Titans got Beasley a fifth, they lost Mariota a fifth, they cancel each other out, which means the Titans just lost Jack Conklin, didn't sign anybody near his money, and you may be saying Jadavian Clowney, but because Clowney was signed so late in the process, it doesn't compute in the formula for compensatory picks. Titans got lucky there. So... That means the Titans get that extra third-round pick for losing Jack Conklin. Teams like the Patriots, teams like the Packers, teams like the Ravens have been taking advantage of these compensatory picks and loading their cupboards for the last decade, essentially, off this. And this is another reason for you guys not to panic about the Titans losing good players like Corey Davis, like Jonu Smith, like Jayon Brown. Good teams are going to lose good players. And they're going to get comp picks back for them. And that's how good teams stay good. That's how the Ravens always have a million picks. And it seems like the Ravens are always hitting on draft picks. You know why? Because they have 9 to 10 picks every single draft. So when you hit on 3 out of 10 guys, it looks like you're an amazing organization that's always finding the right guys in the draft. Well, really, you just get more swings than everybody else. So the I know that it hurts to see good players go away. But what we have to realize is if the Titans are going to be a good team consistent, consistently like they have been, they're going to lose good players, but they're going to get good comp picks back. So that's kind of the calculation that we have here. And, and I want to spin this forward, talking about the Titans having that third round comp pick. One, now the Titans have four picks in the top 100, 22, 56, 56 and 87. I do believe that's that's if I'm off I'm off by one in the second round or the third round but what's important here is the Titans have four draft picks in the top 100 That's incredible ammo, guys. And I've been saying this on Twitter, and I've mentioned it slightly here on the pod, but I'm really diving in here. This is a trade up year for the Tennessee Titans, like we saw them do in 2018 for Rashawn Evans and Harold Landry. I think that John Robinson needs to identify specific targets who can help this team, like a J.C. Horn, for example, like a Rashad Bateman, for example. Or let's say that John Robinson has his eye on a specific edge rusher. He's This guy is tailor-made for us, like he felt with Harold Landry, whether that be Ujalari, whether that be uh, Quiddy Pay, whether that be Jalen Phillips, Gregory Russo, uh, Jason Owe, Joseph Fasai. Do you want me to keep going? It, I mean, there are so many edge rushers out there right now that John Robinson needs to pick which one he thinks thinks fits best and attack now maybe that means that the Titans stay put at number 22 and take a Bateman a JC Horn uh, a Kadarius Tony and then they trade up with their second round pick in the mid 50s into the top 40 and get that edge rusher that they want because there are so many edge rushers that they drop down the board a little bit basically what I'm saying is the Titans can use that extra third round pick they got two thirds now use that 100th pick and their fourth round pick move up their second round pick the the Titans have have an extra 6th round pick and they just got a 7th round pick this year from the Miami Dolphins. So the Titans have 9 picks and they're going to be able to use those picks as ammo to move up and down the board. And another factor to consider here is with the Titans salary cap issues, they're not going to have maximum amount of money to sign nine different draft picks. The Titans probably need to have about a four to five man draft class so that they have enough money to actually pay those guys. And to me, the best way to do that is to trade up... Identify specific targets you think could fill a specific role for the Titans and help them win a Super Bowl in 2021. It is time, guys. The window is slowly closing on this era of the Tennessee Titans as they cut more and more off. The Titans need specific rookies who can come in and help right away, which would be a complete opposite from last year. But that's what it's going to take. John Robinson can't have an average offseason after the disaster he had last one. He needs a good offseason, and a good offseason is like the one they got in 2000. 2018 where they got real contributors added to the team and specifically in the draft you got Rashawn Evans you got Harold Landry in your first two picks that was a big boon to the Titans especially in 2019 when they made that run so we need that right now the Titans need to use this draft ammo use this compensatory pick that they got use that in a way to move up and get ideal targets that John Robinson has suited to fill the very very obvious holes on the Titans roster at cornerback at edge rusher, at wide receiver, maybe even tight end, but I think tight end will be fixed in free agency. And we'll talk about that more tomorrow. But we're going to finish off today's episode with a little bit of a Rollins rant, a little bit of a Tyler's theory, and one that a lot of you guys may be mad at me about, but in reality, I think it makes a lot of sense. So we will talk about that next. Before we dive into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about the Locked on Bets podcast. Betting on sports doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Also, speaking of BetOnline.ag, football may be over, but you still have the NHL, you still have the NBA, March Madness is right around the corner next week. BetOnline also has award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on pretty much anything you can imagine. BetOnline also has you covered for all your news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to their website or use your mobile device today to sign up for free. Use promo code locked on and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Guys, I'm gonna dive into this theory, and if you're somebody who listens to the show on your way to work, all I will say is. Make sure your seatbelt's on. So, this is something I said on Facebook, something I said on Twitter today, and I know, I know the reaction that I'm going to get. But, hear me out. In an attempt to save more cap, I think the Titans have to consider. I'm not saying they should. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying they have to consider cutting Kevin Byard. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm Please, safety first. Slow down. Just hit the brakes. Straighten it out. Hear me out. Just hear me out. Hear me out. Kevin Byard has a $15 million cap hit this year. $15 million. Guys, I'm sorry, Kevin Byard is nowhere near worth $15 million right now. And, and you add in the fact that you have the cap circumstances that the NFL and the Titans have right now, how in that market could you justify paying Kevin Byard $15 million? Now, I know that the easy answer is a, a restructure. Well, Kevin Byard just restructured his deal last year. So the Titans are in a tough spot. Now, the thing about cutting Kevin Byard is you couldn't do it right now. If you did it right now, it would cost you $11 million in dead cap, and you'd only save $3 million. That's that's not worth it. That's nowhere near worth it. So I'm not saying do that right now. But if you designate Kevin Byard as a post-June 1st cut, you can release him right now, which allows Kevin Byard the freedom to go find a good deal during free agency that expresses goodwill to the guy. Also, also, it allows the Titans a little more wiggle room later in the offseason. So right now, basically, the Titans, like we talked about, have about $16 million in cap space. But they can't use all of that because they have to leave some money left over to sign their draft picks. Now, all my theories are going hand-in-hand here. If you trade up and have less picks in your class, then you need to use less money. But also, the Titans could go all out, Use all the salary cap money that they establish right now, knowing that after June 1st, if they wait to sign their draft picks, they would have $11 million of cap savings coming their way after June 1st, and then they could use that money to not only sign their draft picks, but also hit the secondary free agent market during the summer when we know there will be more veterans cut, there will be more people still on the market. Guys... There's not a lot of money out on the market this year. Some of the top guys are going to get signed, but we're hearing all the rumors that there are going to be tons of good free agents that are on the market for months because of the situation that we're in right now. So I think there would still be a really good safety market for the Titans to pick through at $5 million, $6 million. Think about a guy like Kareem Jackson, who is 33 years old, but Kareem Jackson has connections to Anthony Midget. He played in the Texan system before going to Denver. Also, Kareem Jackson can play that free safety role. He's a veteran guy who knows what's going on. Think about a Jaquiski Tart, who played for the San Francisco 49ers, who I think is a versatile safety who could fill that Kevin Byard role. And no, I'm not saying that those players are as good as Kevin Byard. That's not the point. The point isn't about having better players all the time. It's about moving your money around at positions that are more important. And I think that the Titans could go with a Tart or a Kareem Jackson for five to six million dollars and get good enough safety play to where the money that they save and can use towards pass rusher will be better utilized. That's what it's about. Yeah, guys, the $5 box of cereal is going to taste delicious, but the box of cereal isn't worth the 5 bucks when I could get a couple packages of fruit. That's a more efficient way to use my money, and that's what we're talking about here. So it's not about finding a better a better player probably isn't going to replace Malcolm Butler. You're going to get a cheaper player than Malcolm Butler, who's not as good as Malcolm Butler. But we had Malcolm Butler last year, and he wasn't enough. So spending $14 million on Malcolm Butler, $7 million on Kenny Vaccaro, $15 million on Kevin Byard, that's not enough. Those three players were available most of the year last year, and those three players and all that money spent was not enough to make the defense even average. So why not try a different calculus? Why not have... Some average or cheaper players in the secondary and really pay your defensive line. Look at the 49ers two years ago in their Super Bowl run Solomon Thomas, D Ford, the Bosa, Nick Bosa, the Bosa. You know, I was just saying that because the brother's name's not, that shouldn't be his nickname. DeForest Bunkner, Solomon Thomas, like I like I mentioned, Eric Armstead even. Look at the Chiefs, Chris Jones, D Ford, or Frank Clark. D Ford was on there before. Frank Clark. Chris Jones. Think about this year. You got the Chiefs again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jason Pierre-Paul. Ndamukong Su. Shaq Barrett. Guys, the pass rush is the end-all, be-all. The pass rush is where the money should be. That's the formula. You can have an average secondary if your pass rush is good enough, because it'll improve everything around you. It's like the, the pass rush is the quarterback of the defense, not in terms of call and plays and all that, but in terms of importance. A good quarterback can lift all boats. A good pass rush can lift all boats. I'm tired of having all this money in the secondary. Move some of that money to the pass rush. And that may, in fact, include parting ways with Kevin Byard early on, designating him as a post-June 1st cut. And although the Titans can't use that $11 million in cap savings during free agency, they can push all the money that they do have into free agency, knowing that they don't have to save any money to pay for the rookie class or the secondary market because they're going to get an $11.7 million cap hit or cap jump on June 1st. And then they can wait, sign their rookies in June and then attack the secondary free agency market before the season starts. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying it should happen. I'm just saying, with the. I mean, who else are the Titans going to cut? Yeah, I would like to see a contract restructure for Ryan Tannehill. I would like to see a contract restructure for Derrick Henry, Roger Saffold. Definitely see a contract restructure for Taylor Lewan. I would love to see that. I would love to see an extension for Ben Jones to drop his $7 million cap hit down to about $3 to $4 million while giving him more money in the future. I would love to see all those moves. Dennis Kelly should be taking a pay cut or a restructure here. He's making $8.3 million. So to me... I would love to see Dennis Kelly, Roger Saffold, Taylor Lewan, Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill take contract restructures. I would love to see Ben Jones take an extension that lowers his cap hit by about $3.5 million this year. I would love to see that. But what if those players say no? The Titans can't make them. Now, we're seeing players all over the National Football League do those sort of things because I think everybody understands the position that the NFL and that the teams are in right now with the cap. It's not like they're trying to squeeze these players. COVID impacted everyone. Everyone's taking the hit. So, to me, I would love to see all those moves happen to carve the Titans out an additional, you know, 7 to $10 million in cap space. And then we don't even have to think about cutting Kevin. But... I looked at the roster and all I know is Kevin Byard at this moment in time is not worth $15 million. He's not good enough to be paid as the second best safety in the NFL as he currently is and that's just on its own. Let alone add in the cap circumstances and there's just no way I can justify having Kevin Byard be the second highest paid player on this team at $15 million this year. Whatever has to happen to change that, it has to happen. And if that includes cutting Kevin Byard and designating him as a post-June 1st cut to save $11 million after June 1st, which allows you to be more aggressive and go all in with the cap space that you've created right now, then I can't say that would be an insane idea. At least I can't say that. So like I said, little Tyler's theory, little Roland's rant there. I know a lot of you are swerving all over the place, cursing me out right now. I understand that, but hey guys, I'm always going to be the one that brings all options to the table, and I don't know about you, but I am getting the feeling, I can just feel it in my bones, there's going to be a Tennessee Titans player cut from this team that no one, that nobody is expecting. We all expected Vaccaro, we all expected Humphreys, we all expected Butler, everyone has had those discussions, but there's going to be a player that we didn't expect, and I'm curious to see who that's going to be, and my theory is... And my rant here is that it could be Kevin Byard. And I do want to say, I'm not a KB hater. He's the only Tennessee Titan currently on the team that I have their jersey. I love cheering for Kevin Byard, guys. He's a great man. Good player, too. But this is a tough year, and this is a tough spot, and weird things are going to happen. I told you at the beginning of the week, it's going to be a bloodbath, and it very well may be. But that's going to do it for me today. Awesome episode. So much good Titans news. I'm going to be back with you guys tomorrow. I wanted to go over my ideal free agent fits for the Titans. But all this news keeps happening and I have to prioritize what what you guys want to hear. And let's be honest, we got to talk about the cap. We got to talk about the cuts. We got to talk about the comp picks. All of that stuff takes precedent over who I think the Titans' ideal free agent fit is going to be in pontificating on that. We got real hard-hitting stuff to discuss here. But tomorrow, maybe things are calm enough, and we will finish off the week here on the Locked on Titans podcast with a discussion about who the ideal fits would be. I was going to break it up, do offense one day, defense the next day, but... We ran out of time with real news to talk about, so I'm going to push offense and defense all in tomorrow. It is going to be a free agent Friday as I go over all the ideal fits at each individual position for the Tennessee Titans. Make sure that you don't miss that. Subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.